This is Steve Scott, and you're listening to Plumber Radio, the first ever blue-collar podcast. Now, I'm not sure if that's the truth, but it's definitely the first time I've ever made a podcast that was based on blue-collar themes. I'm coming from small state big takes. Uh, I've been doing that podcast for years, and I figured it was time to do my own little podcast, a little side project. Talking to people that I think are interesting. You know, I want to talk about music, sports, movies. I love rap music. I love exercise, yoga. I love a lot of things. So I want to just branch out and talk to people I think are interesting. So if this is your first ever podcast experience and you know me, thank you for listening, checking it out. I appreciate you for being here. If you know me from Small State Big Takes, shout out to you. I'll give you a shout out later in the pods. I'm just happy to do this, man. I love doing podcasts. And I love talking to people. I love meeting new people. You know me. If you don't know me, welcome. My first ever guest today is my brother, John Morell. We're not biologically related, but I feel like we could be. Because that's how much I have in common with this man. Just, I feel like people like John are the perfect kind of guy to have for a podcast like this. Multifaceted, smart, just knows a little bit about everything. John's got a big heart, smart man, talented, all around a good person. Met him in plumbing school. Told him I was going to make my own podcast, a plumbing-centric podcast. Plumbing is the theme. The name of this podcast is Plumber Radio. Thought about that a long time ago. He told me to name this podcast Laying the Pipe. <laughs> I thought about it, but I want to have women on the podcast someday, so maybe that's not the time. <laughs> maybe that's not the, the right name. So instead, we're rocking with Plumber Radio for now. Things change. I'll, you guys will be the first ones to know. I appreciate you guys giving my podcast a chance. If it sucks, let me know. You know, I don't have a real big schedule planned when I'm going to do this, how often I'll be dropping episodes, but in the meantime, here we are. I want you guys to just sit back, relax, listen to a conversation between two plumbers. First ever interview with my brother, the greatest plumber I know, John Morell. How you doing, brother? God damn, dude. The Sorry best to my dad. greatest Sorry to my dad. plumber. That that's that that's some ballsy shit right there. But I'm honored. And I'm honored to be the uh the first guest on the show, man. Let's fucking get it, dude. Fucking I'm get so it. excited, man. This is awesome. Finally. 
Dude, finally. You know what? I chose you to be my first guest for a reason. And by the way, shout out to my dad. If you listen to this, you have the right to kick my ass. You will anyway, so fuck it. Anyway. Yeah, shout out to Senior, dog. Dude's the fucking best. Never even met him. You need to fucking meet him. You need to meet him ASAP. ASAP. ASAP Rocky. Speaking of which, how do you feel about ASAP Rocky? Fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) Not a fan, man. I, I don't know. I just... I could never get into his, him, him and um, what the fuck's that guy's name? Is that Ferg? No, careful. No, 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 no. Who, wait, who's the other guy then? Travis what? Scott. They're the same fucking guy. I'm convinced. You know what I mean? Yeah, they yeah, both, yeah. they both bang in the same broad. They That's both true. look the same. I mean, as far as I think, I know, I don't even know if I've ever seen them. They just are the same people to me. I can't get behind them. I like people of character. You know what I mean? I, I like people who bring something different to the table. You know what I mean? That's why I like you. You know, you, you got the pink shirt on. I don't know what the fuck your deal is, whether you're coming, you're going, but but you get it. You know what I mean? You, you're, you're different. You know, you just I just said that you're no shoes nation uh, before we started this thing and you almost fucking shut this thing off. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You keep me on my toes. These guys, they're too predictable. I'm like, yeah, somebody's going to die at their concert tonight. Oh, next thing you know, TMZ, bopping. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's always something with these fucking guys. Or they got one of the Kardashians knocked up. Always. It's a pandemic guy. Well, well, ASAP's got Rihanna. ASAP's got Rihanna? Yeah. God damn, dude. I know. That's the the difference. Like, Travis Travis is with a Kardashian, yeah, or Jenner or whatever. I don't don't really follow that. But I know that your boy ASAP's with Rihanna and had a child with her. So I think ASAP's the the winner out of the him and and, uh, Travis Scott sweepstakes there. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Rihanna for a pregnant broad (laughs) put on a fucking amazing 10 out of 10 show. For what she could do. I feel like they had more planned for her. I do. However, I think she did all right. I'm not not pregnant right now. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to be up. And even right now, I'm not going to be up on fucking stage and swinging the fucking air with a bunch of dudes dressed in white, tickling each other. I can't do that. I've got Ajita. You know? What's Ajita? How's that going to hinder you? Try swinging, try, try swinging from from up high like that with heartburn, severe heartburn. It ain't gonna happen, dog. You know what I mean? All right, I have two questions for you. Yeah. All right. What's the worst food to give you, Arjuna? And second of all, what's your go-to Sirius XM channel? <sighs> well, let's start with the XM channel. Okay. For me. And I know this is going to be, you know. I want to hear it, dude. For you know me, give, me, give me your favorites. I know there's like four little tabs on your fucking Silverado. <laughs> Yacht Rock. Okay. 70s on 7. Oh. Why you say it like that? You go. Let me keep going. And uh, Yacht Rock, 70s on 7, 80s on 8. You have them side by side? Yeah, man. You just hit the fucking dial. <laughs> I'm a savage, man. 
I'm a savage. I don't know what to tell you. You like my dad, dude. He has classic rewind and classic vinyl side by side in the favorites. I, like I fucking button. Pick like one. I told you before, and I'm sure that scene you can fucking account for this. I'm an analog man in a digital world. I can't fucking help myself. You know what I mean? I can't. Why would I want to hit the skip button when I can just hit beep and be on fucking 80s on 8? Because you could have a wider range of, of channels to click through. Enough. All right. I'm so, not. okay. I'm sorry. So, you just, so Yacht Rock. Octane. So what, what is it? Octane. Oh, okay. Yep. You know what I mean? I like that shit. You know, when yeah. we go on snowmobile and dude, I fucking, we're going. We're in the truck, white knuckled, fucking going off Mountain Dew up the mountains. And we're like, nice. fuck yeah. And Octane's going. I don't even know the music, you know? Yep. And, uh, Oh God! So that's four, right? Yes, I, I no, that's three. So Octane, seventies on seven, eighties on eight. Oh, and Yacht Rock, and then I really don't know. I really don't use it. I've got the Spotify. I know. How can you listen to anything but Spotify when you've got it? Well, I got news for you. I didn't tell you. I'm an Apple Music guy all the way, Steve. Apple Podcast too, bro. Uh, but the thing is, listen, man, I don't know. This is starting to. I'm starting to fucking question myself. Oh, you what do you Apple? mean you're an Apple Music guy? Nobody's an Apple Music guy we, anymore. We, we were all born Apple Music people. I just stayed with it because I'm a loyal follower of Steve Jobs. R.I.P. I miss paying a dollar twenty nine for for a song. I miss that. They don't offer that anymore. I don't think. No, I think you can, I think you can if you wanted to. This uh, iTunes store. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's the what's the uh, what's the one song that you would be willing to pay a dollar twenty nine for right now? What's your favorite song right now? Right now, if I was gonna buy gonna a, buy a song. song. Not an album, but a song. Oh man! And like this is this could be any song. Like I yeah. just, yeah, "Journey to Atlantis" by the Isley Brothers. "Voyage to Atlantis" by the Isley Brothers. I don't know it. I know the Isley Brothers. But I don't know that song. Dog, listen. You get this is why you gotta be listening to my podcast because no. you need to fucking learn this shit. I'm trying to take you guys through a, a musical journey here. I want to have you speaking in tongues when you're done listening to my podcast. You know what I mean? Yes. You play this around abroad, forget it. She's helpless. I'm serious. That good? <laughs> Listen, I don't recommend garbage, dog. You know what I mean? That's a fact. Some people got upset when I recommended the Carpenters. Oh, and a couple Carpenters. of people got slapped. No, you can't hate on the Carpenters, dude. Shout out to my mom and aunt. They're huge fans of the Carpenters. Fuck yeah, and rest in peace to Karen Carpenter, man. Rest in peace. Another percussionist. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Amazing vocalist. Shout out to oh man, she was she was dope. I know. Fucking anorexia, man. It gets the best of us. Not me. (laughs) 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 Fucking damn damn three bills over here. Yeah, anorexia is getting the best of us. (laughs) Because we're the worst of us, I believe. Oh my this is why God. I wanted you on, John, though. John from the Tainted Judgment podcast. Yes, sir. Dude, I feel like I've learned so much every time I listen to your pod. Oh, you know, we have to get back to the uh, – speaking of um, Arjuna. 
Yeah. Uh, I listened to your pie. I forgot. Uh, what would you eat though when you had that fucking the uh? Heartburn? Oh, last week. Yeah. Oh, dude, I stopped at that fucking um, I stopped at the the fucking uh, taco truck in Pawtucket. I just knew, man. I just I had a feeling. I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. I like to give people a fair shake because I feel like in the past I've been very judgmental and I kind of I'm very quick to just like, nope, this guy's a fucking jerk off and just walk away, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I just I felt like. As a fellow Hispanic, as an American, I go, he's a business owner. He's got his food truck over here. I've driven by it a fucking thousand times. I've got to stop. I owe it to him to stop. You're going to be in my city, and I'm going to drive by you. I have to pay you a visit. And I went over there, and he's fucking telling me, because I go, and, you know, I said to him, I said, oh, I literally just said what I just said to you <laughs> to him. That's how are you, you, you preamble to buy yeah, this taco? <laughs> I read him his fucking rights before we got started. And I told him, I go, I'm expecting a lot here. And he goes, let me tell you something. He goes, this is the best Mexican food. As, and I go, stop, stop. I go, because now we're getting long winded. I said, <laughs> I will be the fucking judge. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's four more spots in Pawtucket to get Mexican food. And if <laughs> I'll tell, I'll be back to tell you, you know, yeah. so tomorrow I think I got a job over there. I'm going to stop by to tell him what happened. Oh, no, because I owe it to him. I'm not going to Steve. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, you know, and like I said, I gave him a fair shake. I went, you know, I waited about 15 minutes. So at least that way I knew it was fucking fresh. I'm like, oh, this food's got. I'm, well, I mean, I would hope that it's fucking fresh, you know, at that point, but. I waited, I got the food, I pulled over, I, you know, I got my fucking Amazon table that hooks right onto my thing, boom, 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 mm-hmm. ate that, and I'm like, all right, like, this is, it tastes okay, it was, okay. it was mediocre at best, but it wasn't the worst I've ever had, you know what I mean, and um, that's the way my buddy describes his dick, he goes, it's <laughs> mediocre at best, and he calls it his dinky, you know, <laughs> Yeah. But that's what it was. It was like his, it was like the dinky of Mexican food. You know what I mean? It was mediocre at best. And I didn't hate it, but I was just like, okay. And, you know, with me having a million food allergies, like I was telling you before, I get this feeling in my bones where it's like, you got to stop. Uh-huh. Don't stop in five minutes. You got to stop right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. A lot of times I can fuck around and I can like if I know the place and my body's doing that to me, I can fuck around and go a little bit longer without having a fucking anaphylactic shock or ended up in the fucking hospital, you know, or in the ambulance. But with this place, I'm like, eh, I don't know. But but in my head, I'm like, yeah, but I do this all the time at the other places. How fucking different can it be? Can it be? It can't be. So I proceeded. And, dude, I was on fire from I ate that swill at 1145 and I was burning up until 930 until I finally threw in the fucking towel and went to bed. I go, that's it. I said this. Oh, I go, that is it. I am done. I've had it enough. You know, I'm going because I can't take it anymore. I'm sitting in bed, hiccup in the gas, the burning. My God, it was awful. It was all day. All beyond day? awful. All day, dude. 
Is that your worst I, case of fucking heartburn ever? I can't, pr- I, pretty I get it for close. About an hour. Pretty close. There was one night up in May, uh, up in Colebrook, the first time that I rented a house in Colebrook, New Hampshire. Uh, we went up there to go snowmobile, and we went, and I ate a meatloaf from a restaurant. Bad meatloaf. Awful. The worst meatloaf. And <laughs> he's laughing. <laughs> and, uh, and I go, and I felt okay, but we left. I got back to the house, laid in bed. Couple hours go by. It's like two o'clock in the morning, and I'm just on fire. It was so bad it woke me up, but it kind of was like a payoff in a way because I was able to wake up at two a.m. and uh, it was a full moon, and I'm very afraid of werewolves. So I was up, very nervous now watching the moon. But the moon was just so beautiful, and it ha- and it, as it turns out, like four other people were also up with Ajita. Watching the fucking moon. They were on Facebook saying, they go, I got heartburn, but check out this moon. And it's at like 2 a.m. And I go, dude, I'm up at the same thing. There's like three other fucking people. I was Whoa. like, oh, I was like, it's a it's a heartburn kind of night for sure. So it just, it could have been that. It could have been a heartburn moon. That happens, I heard, you know? Heartburn moon, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It hit, the beam hits you right and you just fucking burping oh. and farting and, you know, like it's just a miserable night long experience. And I was up all night. I didn't sleep at all that night uh, after that. Anyway, the guys <laughs> woke up. I'm fucking making flapjacks and shit and getting ready to ride. You know, They're like, what the fuck are you doing up? I'm like, I just, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the heartburn moon, dude. Like you're like the werewolf of heartburn. <laughs> you were summoned. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Fucking awful, man. But, Who wins in a fight? A, harp, a fucking werewolf or a vampire? Stop playing with me, man. You already know the fucking werewolf's getting it done. So, I'm the type of dude that I... And I, I do this way too often. Way too often. I I stay up. She goes to bed. You know, I'm all right. Catch you later. And I'm afraid of werewolves, but I'll put the fucking movies on. <laughs> And get myself totally nerved up and scared. You know, I'm like a fucking little kid. And the last time I stopped doing it because of this. The last time I did it, Steve, I'm watching The Howling. It's a movie from the. Well, let me see. I want to say it was probably about 1980 that this come out. Now, the thing with me in, in, in scary movies, I only watch the classics almost exclusively. They scare me far more. Yeah, because you're you're you you know that it's a real thing versus CGI. Like for me, it works. For Sophie, she could watch it and it doesn't do a fucking thing for her. She's like, "Oh, this is retarded." But me, I I actually I get like I tense up, like I I, I really get scared, you know. So I'm watching this movie. It's three a.m. and it gets to the end. It shuts off. And I think in the credits there's a howl, dude. And it just howled. And I got goosebumps all up and down my arm. The hair on the back of my neck stood up. And I go and I, I'm I'm like, all right, let me go to bed now. So I'm going, I'm locking all the doors. And as I go to my sliding glass door, I see it's a fucking full moon. And I'm going, oh, my fucking word. What are we going to do? You know? So I go, that's it. Enough. Because I live in the sticks. I got like three acres here. 
There's no street lights. It's pitch black. My yard is blacker than the Ace of Spades. I'm like, let me just fucking... I want this place, if there's a werewolf or a human being around, I want this place to light up like fucking Fenway Park. Yeah. So I went on Amazon, and I spent, I'm not even kidding you, I spent $350 on motion-censored solar fucking lights. So you walk by, boom, it kicks on, and it stays on for like a minute. I'm not even kidding. I spent that much money. So after that, I go, that's it. No more late night werewolf movies. I exclusively watch them during the day. What do you, What? because I can't, financially, I can't survive this, you know? This fear, what, when did this fear begin with werewolves? Well, that's thanks to my grandfather. Because when I was a kid, he kept telling me about this movie, American Werewolf in London. You got to see it. You got to see it. Because I don't know what made him think in his demented fucking mind that I like werewolves. I mean, I'm like five years old and he finally went and got the VHS from somewhere. He he got it. And it was like, it wasn't just the VHS tape. It was in this like special edition box. And on the back, it just had the picture of the werewolf howling. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever seen the movie, I don't give a fuck. If 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 live shit from back in the day scares you or not, it'll send a fucking shiver down your, your spine. So he's handing me this thing at five years old going, you got to see this. And I mean, right there, I shit a brick. I just freaked the fuck out. I bugged out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I scared the ever loving shit out of me. So he took it, put it under his bed with all of his other fucking uh Nudie videos, you know, back in the day. Oh, yeah. I'm sure your pops, you know what I mean? They all had that shit, the fucking dirty VHSs, polka hot ass, and all the remixes. You know what I mean? Like, they got down back in the day. God bless them. They didn't have fucking internet, you know? True. We would, too. I, so we, we got it easy. Yeah. we Way too easy. Way too easy, man. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we can make ourselves come like like that. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's like no nothing. You know what I mean? They had to work for it back then. God bless yeah. them. But, um. You know, so one day I'm like fucking around. I'm like, you know what, man? I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch this movie. I didn't even look at, at the box. Five. At, at age five. No, this was a couple of years later. I was probably yeah. about seven. So I go, I grabbed the fucking box because I knew where it was. I pulled it out. I didn't even look at the cover because I knew I couldn't. I just pulled the cover off of it, slid the cover back, took the VHS, popped it in the tape player. From that, mo- <laughs> from that moment on, I was fucked. Wouldn't sleep for months. Was that scary? Oh, dude. I mean, again, I mean, you watch it. and Well, it's funny because I actually watch it now, and it's really like more of a comedy than fucking anything. But you watch it at seven years old, and you're not able to, like, discern, like, what's going on and, like, what's funny and what's not because there's a lot of zingers in there. It's like, holy shit. This is, like, mind-blowing shit. You know, it's scary, man. It was horrifying. Well, what are you going to do? Is that so? Is that the song, um, your buddy there, Warren Zevon? Yeah, well, yeah, Warren, yeah, Warren Zevon came out with that song. I, I think that that uh, that might have been before. I think, I think Werewolf in London was like eighty one or something like that. So it was probably before that he came out with that. Another freak, Warren Zevon. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, that song used to freak me out. Speaking of werewolves, that song used to freak me out a little bit when I was a kid. Right. My yeah. dad used to be like, oh. Right in my fucking face. 
straight howling on him. You know straight what I mean? Howling, yeah. Oh my god, but what's that? Yes, what's fucking at the end too? There's an actual fucking. He's talking about a werewolf, right? He's like uh, Lon Chaney. Yeah, I saw Lon Chaney walking, right? Yeah, walking with the Queen, doing the werewolves of London. Yeah, yeah. Who, who's who's Lon Chaney? Is he an actual he werewolf? Was, yeah, so the original Wolfman, Lon Chaney was the original Wolfman. He okay. th- that's that's the actor. That's who dressed up and everything like that. There you go. He died in 1929, Lon Chaney, of pneumonia. Oh, but you know what? I think it's Lon Chaney Jr. then. Yeah. Yeah, he says that. Remember that in the song, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, actually. Yeah. So, yep. All right. I got a question for you. Yeah. Yeah, Because I'm just going to just rattle them off random questions because it's fun to hear you fucking talk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Werewolves. How about fucking... All right. Give me your fucking percentage of possibility... That this exists, Sasquatch, Sasquatch, Loch Ness monster, and Tupac well, being killed. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow, yeah. I'm god damn, dude. We're going, deep. dude. Plumber radio, whatever the fuck <laughs> this name this podcast is. I'm going off the rails nonstop. Oh shit! Well, first of all, out of the three, I would have to say that the most believable one, I mean, for me anyway, is Sasquatch. He's believe- that's, he could live? He could be alive? That's, yeah, I mean, that's okay. just me. I mean, because I'm going to tell you like this here, right? So check this out. This is this is, this is is a normal bi-weekly thing that I do in the summer, in the spring, the summer, and the fall. Okay. I will drive to New Hampshire, and I'll stay. I'll bring Soph up with me. We'll have a, we'll have a time. But she'll go to bed, and I will leave, and I will drive an hour and 40 minutes from where we are to the Canadian border. Now, up there, there's a series. I mean, there's like, well, I mean, basically, they're ATV, snowmobile trails. Some get shut down during the summer, so really there's no traffic really allowed, and you can't be out, as far as I understand anyway, you can't be out on an ATV past a certain point, but they're all unmaintained dirt, trails essentially and they're some of them are logging roads and things like that but i mean you're talking from mirror to mirror wide some of these and you just go and especially in the summer you see how thick the forest gets and i mean this is new hampshire this is like you know like compared to the rest of the united states the world these are hills these are like barely mountains i mean you on a technicality they're a mountain, but at the end of the right. day, it's like they're fucking pipsqueaks, you know? Yeah. So when I go to these places and it's 12 o'clock at night, one in the morning, two in the morning, and I go and I'll get to the end of these trails, I'm talking, I will get off a paved road and I will hop on this trail and I will drive up this single lane, dirt, steep, like 40, you know, like 10%, 14, 15% grade straight up. In, the in my vehicle, yep. And I will get to the top, which is 50 minutes from the road, one way in, and I'll just shut my truck off. And I'll just sit there, and I will listen to everything around me. I put all the windows down, all of the – you want to talk about scary. All the hair on the back of your neck goes – it just – it goes straight up. 
Wait, so you're not worried about werewolves in this moment, though, when you're out in the fucking... Honestly, I'm worried about everything at this point. But there's something about it. It's like, I'm like, because you don't know what's out there. And yeah. you just hear, you hear the fucking forest come alive. Yeah. You hear fucking birds that are chirping. You're like, it's fucking, it's, it's midnight. Why is there a fucking bird out? You see an owl. Like, you'll... Because I, I literally will shut all the lights off, and I'll, I will just have my flashlight. That way, if I hear something, boom, I'll hit it with the flashlight. And, of course, as I'm doing this, I'm looking for moose. I'm looking for bear. I'm looking for deer. I'm looking for wildlife. But this at this point, when I'm up there, I'm just kind of like, I'm, 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 I'm getting used to my surroundings. And when I get up there and I see how thick it is and how wild it is, and you really don't know, like, what's out there. Like, you you know, there's always occasional sightings of animals that aren't supposed to be over there, Uh, you know, like mountain lions and Canadian lynx and different types of animals that aren't supposed to be there that just sometimes get caught on film over there. And this isn't even an aggressive forest. Like, you go, and I've never been, but you hear people talk about the Pacific Northwest, and it's literally a fucking rainforest, and you can't see, you know, the visibility here, 10 feet into the woods, and that's all you get. They're mm-hmm. saying, from what I've heard from people who have been there and, and shows and shit, dude, it's fucking, you, it's literally the tree line is a foot from your face. That's all you got. <laughs> so when I hear somebody say, listen, man, I'm telling you right now, I fucking saw, you know, a Bigfoot, you know, Sasquatch, right? And, you know, obviously, if you're in fucking Pawtucket, I'm going to tell you to go pound sand. But if you tell me, hey, I was in the Pacific Northwest or I was up at the fucking top of this trail and it was fucking, you know, pitch black. And I saw I swear to God, I can I can jive with it, man. I'm not quick to dismiss it because I, I'm like, it's so scary and wild and raw. I'm like, there's no fucking way we find new species of shit all the fucking time. You know what I mean? And you got to think about something, too. And this is what a lot of people don't talk about. If they're real, if they're out there, they're not they're not non-intelligent. Let's face it. I mean, because in one way or another, they're they're a very close descendant of us. And we know for a fact, I mean, I don't know if you listen to Joe Rogan, but I mean, he loves pointing it out. But I mean, and it sounds cliche when I say it, but I mean, they were around. They were. We know this. There's skeletal remains. There's, they, I mean, we've got a lot of evidence of it. And it's not like, oh, my God, it's a Sasquatch. Like, they were actual fucking creatures. So to tell me, like, no, they're not out there. It's impossible. Dude, my fucking mind's open. I'm, it's until crazy. I get, I mean, until I get proven wrong, which, honestly, as far as I'm concerned, you could never disprove it. I'm in on it. And I'm here for it. My father tells me all the time that he'd love to go out on an expedition and look for him. And I know that you're probably going to come up with nothing. But you never fucking... That's one thing that I always say to people. You never know what you're going to find in the fucking woods. You know what I mean? Ever. You never know, dude. You know? Because you'll be thinking, like, I'll be sitting there. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm by myself. Like, this is it. And you won't hear nothing. And all of a sudden, you'll hear a fucking big bang or a fucking crash or something clearly going on 
and you'll fucking turn your light on and you'll fucking look and it's branches moving. And you're like, what the fuck was there a second ago? And you can hear it scampering off and you know, it's not small, you know? And I trust me. I know sometimes you can get fooled. You'll be hearing something like in the, in the brush and you're like, holy shit, what is that? And it's a little fucking ground squirrel. And you're like, oh, you bastard. You know, I'm able to discern the different things going on, you know? So I guess the point I'm trying to make is, is you really never know. Anything could fucking happen. I'm in on that. Now you talk to me about the Loch Ness Monster. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I mean, first of all, there's nobody on planet earth. Okay. And I, and I might be stepping out of line here saying this. There's nobody on planet earth that would rather see the Loch Ness Monster be real. I mean, let's fucking face it. You know what I mean? You're How in. cool would it be yeah. to have that there? A fucking plesiosaur in the middle of fucking Ireland. No, there's nothing cooler than that. You know what I mean? No fucking werewolf, Sasquatch. I don't give a fuck. They could be sitting right there. And I'm like, guys, are you seeing this, though? You know? I mean, it's amazing. But, dude, they've done so many fucking surveys of that lock. Dude, I mean, they've, I mean, we've seen the shows, Steve. We've seen the fucking shows. I want we're that one sick, to be real. I want we're it to be sick real of so seeing bad. the shows. You know what I mean? Like, we're like, okay, enough. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just, it's always something. You know, it was a piece of fucking wood that they took a picture of. You yeah. know, like, enough. You know? That picture, that, the picture of the Loch Ness Monster, that was just ridiculous. Oh, dude, that it was, was fucking. Insulting, I mean, insulting you know, but, to our but, but back in the day, you could get away with that shit. That's true. Again, this was an analog world. I mean, you see a fucking stick in the water that was fucking black. And I mean, you look at a black and white picture. I mean, you're like, holy shit. Like, right. that's my mom. You know, like <laughs> you don't even you, you don't even know what to do. You know, like you can't breathe. You're like, holy shit. This is I real. Know. I mean, you I mean, just think about it. Like, all right, we were just talking about Lon Chaney. Right, dude. Mm. I listen, and again, I, I'm scared of the fucking the the real shit. I don't really get down with the CGI. But even I can watch the first Wolfman and go, oh, my God. You know, like, this is, like, fucking comical. You know, like, this is, like, this looks so dumb to me. Yeah. But people at the time were, like, oh, my God. Like, they got that fucking feeling in their gut. Like, they got scared. This This was scary shit to them because that's all they saw. So now you imagine another 20 years prior to that, some asshole in Ireland taking a picture of a fucking uh, a fucking fern in the water going, dude, this is a fucking um, a, a, a monster in here. You know what I mean? You're going, I know. Can you believe it? You know? So that's, I mean, it came and it died. You know what I mean? Like I said, nobody wants this more than me, but I'm out. Now, Tupac, that motherfucker dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> He's dead, dog. You believe you believe the the murder story that he was shot with Suge Knight in the it's car. Listen, dog. <laughs> I grew up around some shady characters, and there's one thing about me, and I'll tell you right now, okay? Yeah. I ain't with the shit, okay? It's tough to fake bullets. You know what I mean? When somebody's riddled with bullets, the car's riddled with bullets. I mean. He's gone, man. He's <laughs> I gone. I can't accept the fact, John. I think he lived. What makes you say that, though? Oh, dude, there were so many clues in his music, dude. 
you ever heard, dude, the Don Cluminati seven day theory, seven days in the, in the, uh, there were seven bullet holes in the cross that he was on in the album artwork that was released seven days after he supposedly died. All right. So, so there you go. Right. So, but this is something, see, and you're, you're, you're a young, well, actually you're older than me, but you're a young person. And when I say that it's because we're on two different, I mean, I'm, I'm still, in fucking 19s. I'm still in 72, right? Yeah. And you might not know this, but back in the day, I believe it was probably around, oh my God, 63, 64, somewhere around. It was right before the Sergeant Pepper, um, Lonely Clot. Um, I know this, bro. Lonely Hots go. Club Band. Right before then, there was reported a crash in England and Paul McCartney supposedly died. Do you know this? Yeah, Paul's dead, yes. Okay, so Paul's dead. Now, they they took this as a band, and they ran with it, okay? They were putting little things in there, you Daddy know. Road, and I, and he, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just, walking, dead yeah, man. I mean, dude, you listen to fucking, you listen to the album, uh, Sergeant Pepper, Lonely Hearts Club Band. I mean, you listen to the album. There's a, I mean, every song has something in it, you know? Billy Shears, um, little little ad libs that they just kind of tossed in there. I am the just walrus, to fuck right? With people, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, and then you look at the album. You look at the back of the album. Well, you probably don't remember. I actually had the actual paper album with the actual wax album. Like, about the I, I, I had the real shit. Well, not only the flower, but on the back, it had all the guys facing one way, and Paul was the only one facing the other way. Right. So, dude, they took it and they fucking ran with it. Now, how many times? I mean, how many times was Tupac shot before that? I mean, dude, like the numerous fucking times. I would probably say now I don't have any numbers on this. I'm not I, I'm not doing any research right now, but I would probably say that he, he the seven fucking bullets he had in him in the album was probably the seven bullets that he caught before he even fucking got there. <laughs> I think you were shot five times before. Yeah, we're gonna uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna delve into that on the next one. Yeah, we're gonna do our homework. We're gonna get into that because, I mean, it's not. I mean, dude. I mean, I'm not really is, to like, be honest like, with I, you. And I gotta be fair. I, I I'm really not a big Tupac guy. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Where I'm, not saying, big, I'm big, not saying he's. I'm not saying he's a. Oh, dude, Biggie. To me, and this is you know. And I, I, I'm not. I, 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 I listen. It's two thousand for me. It's two thousand twenty-three, East Coast, West Coast. I don't give a fuck. I listen to everybody. You know what I mean? I mean, dude, who was hotter back in the day than the fucking South? Nobody, dude. From two thousand to two thousand five, are you fucking kidding me, dude? If somebody said to me that the that the South wasn't the in. At that time, I will fucking I will suck a belly punch you right in the stomach. You know what I mean? Lose your attitude with me before you come into because I won't have it, dog. You know what I mean? So when I say that for me, Biggie Smalls is the best of all time. I'm telling you that from my fucking soul, dude. When I look and I go. This kid, this kid was so fucking young 
and was spitting this game. I mean, you look at the freestyles, and I mean, again, this is where opinions differ. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and they all fucking stink. But for me, when I watch Tupac freestyle and I watch fucking Biggie freestyle, I always go with Biggie, dude. And I'm very objective. I'm very objective. I will... If you're if somebody puts on a better show for me, I don't give a fuck if you're my fucking my brother, my cousin, my my dead grandfather, dude. I call a spade a spade. I'll say I wasn't feeling that. And I'm sorry, but I just wasn't feeling that. I want you to have that feedback. That way you can move forward with your life and be a better person for it. And I don't have this on my fucking soul, you know, so. I I literally listen to it objectively and I listen to the lyrics and I'm like, wow. And here's the other thing. And you got to, like, this is where it's difficult, though, because both guys, if you can believe this, if you do your research and you're very careful about it, both guys are actually putting on a front. Yes, Biggie sold crack. Yes, absolutely, 150%. Yes, Tupac, I guess, you know, you know, was a, a thug, if you will, but only at the end of his life. Same thing with Biggie, dude. Great kid growing up, you know, yes. fucking above board with everything. His mother was not fucking, you know, when he says all this shit about the struggle. You know, I mean, of course, he had a single mother, but they weren't like that. You know, and she says it. If you watch her interviews, you listen to the shit that they say, people that know them, that wasn't them, dude. You know, and the same thing with Tupac. They're like, this is this. Why did he act like that in the end? This was a fucking a kid that was by the book. He did theater. I mean, for LA. me, and, and I'm going to say this, and this this might even get your shit banned, but I'm going to say it right here, right now, that me personally, I, w- I loved the acting Tupac better than the rapping Tupac. I felt like, I felt like him as an actor, I'm watching, I'm watching a master at work. That's how I felt. When I watch Juice, juice. dude, when I watch fucking Juice, I'm going, I believe he's Bishop. Yeah. And I know that this isn't him. I know this. And and, and when I watch that, I totally forget about his music and everything about him. And I just know about his upbringing and him going through theater and all that shit. I know this. And I go, damn, dude, this dude embodied this fucking character. And in the end, he did that in real life, too. And he paid the ultimate fucking price for it. You know? He fucked with the wrong guys. I know we got a minute, so I'm going to stop. But we're going to keep going on this. Yes. Yo, yo. It's me. And this is something I always did in small state big takes. So if I continue doing it here, mid-podcast shout-out. We're going to have a couple of these because this is one long episode. But we're going all in for the first ever Plumber Radio episode. I hope you guys are enjoying this shit. And yes, I should have warned you guys, there's going to be a lot of swearing. But that's the way it is. We're a couple plumbers. That's just the way it is. You know what? Real world, people swear. Sorry to break it to you. Anyway, hope you're having fun. we got another hour to go, at least. I'm back with John, and we're still talking about Tupac here. So, John, I can't believe, you know, I actually, I can't, I can believe it. I do appreciate 
uh, your point of view, but I'm very surprised to hear that you prefer the acting Tupac to the rapper. I just, like I said, me personally, I think that it was, I, I think that it was more genuine. Yeah. You know? And again, I mean, dude, I got a lot of respect for Tupac. I, I love his music. I mean, I do. I really do. I mean, I have I have multiple Tupac songs and features on my phone. I do. Did but you purchase it's... them or or did you? <laughs> <laughs> nah, but well, I mean, yeah, but for sure. I mean, I could probably figure out how to log into my Apple and have a bunch of fucking shit that I paid for. But I mean, yeah, on my Spotify even. I mean, I've got a I've got a playlist, ignorant shit, and it's all it's all rap. Oh, it's and, all dude. <laughs> oh, I've got plenty of Tupac featured on there, you know? But like I said, I mean, for me, you know, looking at the two different ways that an artist, I mean, let's face it, there's two different arts there, right? We've got, well, I mean, at the end of the day, I, again, at the end of the day, it can be brought back to it's the same thing because he's still in his music portraying a character. Now, mm-hmm. yes, yes, he's portraying what he sees of course you know that's that's same thing with biggie smalls but biggie wasn't a fucking actor would anybody watch a movie with biggie as the the main character unless he was playing himself probably fucking not let's just be honest you know what i mean yeah. you know the cockeye you know i mean like let's just face the oh, list come on the, the lisp i mean no no dude listen the dude's dapper dude for i mean <laughs> i'm a big dude you know what I mean? Not that big, but I'm a big dude. <laughs> he put it. He put us on the fucking map. Yeah. You know what I mean? Lil Ma- dude, Lil Kim was fucking shaking him down. You know what I mean? And she That's was the crazy. baddest bitch around. That's Let's crazy. face it. Yeah. That's facts. That's F-A-X. Facts right there. You sure. know? But- now, I'm with you. I, th- I think that there was no rapper more, you know, gifted talent wise than Biggie Smalls coming out of the gate. Nobody could freestyle like that. He changed Dude. rap forever the way he just came in the game like that. It was a whole different sound and style. And I think it's a whole different, you know, him versus Tupac. Tupac was like a spoken word, like profit man. Like exactly. his rhymes weren't that good, but his message was different. You know, his message he was, playing was very a, powerful. Yes. Yeah. He had a strong message. Biggie Smalls, no one rap like that. No one no. could tell a story like that. No, you know? No nope. one can jack you up. Like, there's not a single song in Tupac's discography that's like, give me the loot. Like, give me the loot will make me go into a pure dude, sweat. That's it's amazing, one, dude. My number one song of my life, any genre. Like, give me the loot. And I can, I just love that song. And, and when he, you got to also realize, too, like, Biggie didn't just do him. You know, and this is where him and Tupac differ a little bit. Biggie wasn't just putting on for himself. He was writing shit for all of Little Junior Mafia. Right. Lil C's. He was writing shit for Kim. Dude, he was carrying all the fucking weight over there. It's true. You know? And, I mean, let's Age face 24. it. He was like yeah, 23, dude, 24 tw- years dude, old. Dude, 24 fucking years old, dude. I mean, come on. This is literally crazy. You see the, the guys that are 24 right now putting out, I mean, air quotes, rap. You're like, dude. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you look at what the art has become, and it's yeah. like now you now it sucks because now I listen to it and I literally feel you know okay be, boomer. That's how I feel. I feel like a fucking boomer because I'm like that's not it, dude. So my question is to you: so where does where's the cutoff for you? Like what like what do you like? All right, so obviously you have a, a respect for the old shit. Yeah, but what yeah. what is there a 
is there a time frame that you cut off or is there like a certain uh sound that you hear that you know like oh that's enough of that shit like i don't like that that style honestly and i'm very good with my my mouth and i'm gonna do it right now when i hear this that that hi-hat fucking i'm out yeah i'm out steve yeah shut it off i don't want to hear it you know yeah it's a whole style now you know i mean honestly for me the end of and I mean this wasn't even this wasn't even grade A, but this was like tolerable for me. The end was Love Sosa by Chief Keith. That was the last one. Honestly, dude. I yeah. mean now, now listen, now 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 I gotta be careful because when Drake drops an album, I'm in. You back in? I'm back in. Okay. But that's because Drake now is still 4 a.m. in Calabasas, Drake. He is still 5 a.m. in Toronto, Drake. Okay? Mm -hmm. 2015, dude. 2012. I mean, this is fucking Drake is Drake. So I, when I listen to a new album, now, of course, he's got those fucking love a boy. Okay. Bleh, you know, but when he's, when he actually puts something out that is true to him, you can't fucking compare that to anything. And even Kanye West drops these fucking, these albums and everybody goes crazy. Oh my God. It's like Kanye still. He's changed. I don't I don't listen to Kanye and go, that's the OG right there. Yeah. It's still some weird, like different version. It's still okay, but it's it's a different version of it. I like when people are true to their craft, when they're true to the way that they carry themselves, the way that they put out music. That to me is like all the fucking rage, dude. You know, like, and I just feel like after, after like Love Sosa, everybody wanted to sound like Chief Keef. Everybody had that beat. Everybody like had the same like ad libs. I mean, and, like, and they all rap about the same shit, dude. I mean, you look back in the catalogs, bro. Mob Deep. Wu-Tang, Run DMC? Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, listen, man. What's your favorite? It's, What's it, your, I, this I'm, is, I'm this is, I listen to this shit and I want to fucking, that's the shit that makes me motivated. I listen to Run DMC and get fucking chills, bro. I'm like, this is, this is it right here. And you know if you listen to those guys right now, if you said, dude, drop an album, I guarantee you, Run would still be Run. He wouldn't come right. out on a fucking, you wouldn't, the first thing you heard wouldn't be Young Chop on the beat. <laughs> it would not be, dude. It'd be Boom Boom Bap or something from 2002. I'm telling you right now. And I love that authenticity. And none of these cats now have that. It's a fucking fact. You know, hey, I want to say something to you. I yeah. did you ever did you ever watch that show Runs House? 
dude. That was on my dude. That was that, that was, was like on yeah. When like Robin when Robin Big wasn't on, Run's right. house was. So fucking there was an episode of Run's house, and I think about this like quite often. It's it's I always think of this when someone's speaking and they don't mean what they say, you can tell it. I remember um Run, Rev Run's son wanted to be a rapper in one of the episodes, and he was telling his father, "Yeah, I'm gonna make a rap song." Blah blah blah. Obviously, the son didn't have it. Was it wasn't Diggy? It was the older son that no one cares about. I, I forgot um, his name. You're talking about um the one with the scratchy voice? Not scratchy voice kid either. No, the old, oh, like the one that's I older. Not about him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the I one that like no one like was that. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, what the fuck was his Remember? name, man? Let's look it up. Let's let's be accurate, man. Let's go. This is a fucking, this is a brand new podcast right here. We're not going to be out here with fucking, you know, throwing random shit in here. We want to be accurate. So let's see. Run's house cast. Let's see. Let's hit it. Let's take it to the Google. God damn, dude. 2005 that fucking started. Wow. How old does that make you feel, man? That is fucking Hard insane. Hard to believe. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Joseph. 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 Okay. So Joseph, yeah. Yeah, Jojo. Oh my god. Jojo. That's right. Wow. Yeah. That's a dude. I remember Yo. Jojo. So he recorded like a little like a little verse or whatever of a song and it it sucked. And uh Rev fucking walk, walks in and he goes, he says, uh he asks his dad, Hey, what should I do? I, I my songs all suck. He says, You don't believe what you're saying because it's not true. So even if you don't believe it, you got to say it like you believe it to make the other people that listen to you sh- your shit believe it. Yeah. That always sticks out to me. I always Ooh. think about that. And I think about that with rappers now because a lot of rappers now are just saying shit that doesn't apply to their life. Yep. That isn't even fucking real fucking yeah. lyrics, you know? Yeah. You can't be on fucking SoundCloud talking about a fucking Lamborghini. I'm sorry, dude. I know. You'd fucking Unless broke. you're Chance the Rapper, lose my fucking number. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm not going to, you're not, stop talking about the bag. Now, if you want to talk to me about getting to the bag, right, dude, I'm all ears, bro. I want to hear about your struggle. Tell me about how fucked up your life is and how your cousin died or whatever. Meek Mill, bro, come on. Stop fucking playing with me, dude. Championships, when that came out. Every fucking song on that album, I felt in my fucking bones, dude. Yeah. It resonated with me in a different fucking way because, like you said, you gotta, when you're fucking in this game and you're saying shit, it's just like anything, though. Even acting, plumbing, anything. You gotta fake it till you make it sometimes. That's true. And too. if you're fucking persuasive, dude, you've got it made in the shade. You will fucking outshine anybody, you know? And that's how it is when I listen to these guys. They're painting a fucking mental picture. And I'm like, God damn, dude. Biggie Small, same thing. He didn't have all that rough upbringing. Obviously, you know, some things were rougher than others. But for the most part, he had a great fucking childhood. Went to fucking Jamaica every summer with his, you know, to see his family. I mean, he had it, you know? But when he fucking rapped and he was on the fucking shit... Dude, you believed it. And people who were going through certain things listen to his lyrics and go, yeah, dude, yup, that's it right there. Right. And it was believable, and it was 
It was fucking nothing short of amazing. And it could never, and this is the thing, it could never be duplicated. Love Meek Mill. Love Drake when he's doing his non-radio shit. Because that's the thing. Sophie, my fiance, dude, she exclusively radio Drake. If I put on fucking, <laughs> let's see. I mean, dude, anything. I mean, anything that's not, um, what's the song? Um, oh, what? my God. Minami Forever. No, 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 no. What uh, the Just fuck, hold dude? on. We're going home. That's my favorite. No, song. hold on. I'm, I'm going to fucking, I got to get this shit because I, I, this song right here, and I don't know why I'm not thinking of it. Oh, you with me? You, dude. Okay, yeah, yeah. When I fucking, or, <laughs> better yet, bro, 5 a.m. in Toronto at the end of the fucking song, if you don't blare that at the end of the song and turn that all the way up just to hear him talk about a girl, I mean, it's fucking nuts, dude. I mean, we were up snowmobile. My buddy just blew his fucking snowmobile up. We were stranded fucking three hours, you know, round trip-wise, like four hours from home. And we're in the fucking car on the way back after we got rescued out of there and driven back and had to drive all the way back to where we were stuck and then drive all the way back. We're, we should be in a fucking position where we're ready to punch each other in the fucking face and want to kill somebody and just say, fuck it, we're going home. Dude, I put that song on, <laughs> and I mean nothing, Steve, nothing could fucking stop us, bro. Yeah. Nothing. We were fucking screaming that song. Two kids wearing cowboy boots in the middle of fucking Rangeley, Maine, in the pitch black. It's snowing. There's black ice on the ground. We've got a snowmobile down. We were down fucking stranded at a gas station for three fucking hours and had to get rescued by fucking elderly people who just happened to be there. Everything aligned. And could have been the worst day of our lives. But for that fucking minute, we were on one. If you if you understand what I'm saying. I do. Dude, nothing could fucking... We could have hit a moose. We could have got shot. And I swear to God, I would have picked the moose up and threw that motherfucker. Clear across the other side of the road. Say, like, get the fuck out of here. Or I would have ate that bullet, took it, put it in my mouth and spit it. Back at the guy and fucking took his head off. That's I swear to God, dude, that's how this music makes me feel. And this isn't just rap. This isn't just yeah. fucking five a.m. in Toronto. This is fucking genuine good music. This yes. is Led Zeppelin. This is fucking black, dude. This is Black Sabbath. This is fucking the Isley Brothers. This is the OGs. This is the fucking soundtrack to my life. When I put this on, I'm saying, let's. Go. Let's go. Because it's people that care about their craft. Yep. They're not going to put anything out, but they're absolute fucking best. And at their worst, when you put a song on, you go, that's not it. It's still better than that fucking nasty trap music that they play now. It's still better than pop rock. It's still better than the fucking pop country they play today. It's always gonna be consistent it's always gonna fucking be better because they felt it they meant it and they still fucking mean it you know 
I fucking fully agree, dude. I, I was just having a talk with my aunt before I got, came on this podcast about Led Zeppelin 2. Dude, that album came out, I believe, 1969. That yep. shit will still melt your fucking face off your head. Sure. It, oh, my God. Just... A whole lot of love starts off. Then you got fucking, I forgot the other song, but then it's uh, the Lemon song. Every song, fucking Jimmy Page is on one. Un-fucking-real. And that shit's fucking, like, lifetime legacy shit. That's only Led Zeppelin 2. They fucking yeah. kept putting shit out. That Dude, oh. li- listen to this fucking... I'm gonna... I, I just pulled it up. Li- let's yeah. listen to the fucking... To the to the list here. This is this is Led Zeppelin 2. 1969, this came out. Whole lot of love. What is and what should never be? The Lemon Song. Yes. Thank you. Heartbreaker. Okay, living, loving, made. Not even a famous one, but still good. Ramble on. Moby yep. Dick. Bring it on Bring home. home. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Are you that's fucking even, kidding me? That's not even known as their best album. No. Just, yeah. For me, Led Zeppelin, the first one, was the best. Yeah. You know, let's. All right, right back. Good times, bad times. This is number one. Wow. Babe, I'm going to leave you. Yep. You shook me. Dazed and confused. Your time is going to come. Black Mountainside. Communication breakdown. I can't quit you, baby. How many more times? Uh, dude, Ooh. this is not. You cannot fucking compare anything to this. I am sorry. And a lot of my friends disagree because they think that fucking Zach Lane Bryant is the is the second coming of fucking Jesus Christ. I've got news for you, dude. He could never and never. he will never be on that fucking level. He will never know what it's like to be on that level. You know? No. To fucking put out music like that. I mean, dude, <laughs> I mean, you listen to how many more times and you just listen to this fucking symphony of music coming out, not from one guy. We're not just talking about Robert Plant. We're talking about Robert Plant fucking annihilating the lyrics. John Bottom, the best. I mean, this is honestly, this is this is across the board. I mean, you've got a lot of guys that fucking, oh, Neil Purr and fucking... You know, and all these guys, you know, as a drummer, as a percussionist, and I've done both. A lot of guys just do one or the other. They're just percussionists or they're just drummers. You'd be surprised. There's a lot of people like that. Some guys that have never touched a fucking drum set, but they've been a percussionist their whole life. It's kind of weird, you know, and I wasn't hip to that until I really got older and was in band and shit. But (laughs) the best drummer in the fucking world. There is not another person who could keep time like this fucking guy. Nobody and do what he did with a single bass drum pedal. And I'm getting technical because that's the only way that I can break it down. But this is the fucking real deal. John Paul Jones, dude, the guy nobody talks about. I know. Are you fucking a mastermind? The dude has an instrument catalog like you wouldn't fucking believe. The mandolin. Dude, when would you ever consider you listen to a fucking hard rock album and expect the fucking mandolin to be played? This isn't Seals and Crops. We're not talking about fucking uh, Summer Breeze. You know? We're not talking about Hummingbird. We're talking about fucking Led Zeppelin. You're like, what? But you listen to this fucking symphony and you feel it in your bones, man. It's insane what this does. And then you top this off 
with fucking Jimmy Page? Dude, stop. I know. And they don't understand because everything today is one guy. And this is why, and I get a lot of shit for this, and I'm probably going to get shit for this on your podcast too. But for me, probably one of the most, well, I want to mention a couple people. The first person that I want to mention that was one of the most talented people we had in the last 10 years who unfortunately, and this this is the first time I ever, this was the first time I ever felt emotional about somebody dying was Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. Dude, when Mac, when I found out Mac Miller died, I'll never forget it. And it sounds so dumb if you, like, if you're not, like, able to comprehend what I'm saying. But I was on a job doing a stack pipe. Cast iron, awful fucking job. And when I found out, I was in my, I literally like had to get in my work van and just like coax myself down. Not because he's just some rapper I listened to, right? It's because he died and we lost so much talent. So much talent. Dude, when you find out how much he did in producing, recording, that music, you'd be like, holy shit. And if you don't know this guy, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even know, he's just a rapper. No, no. Do your research. Go online. Look up who played the different, like, dude, you listen to his last album, bro. You listen to the fucking bass popping in the background. I mean, you're like, God damn, who's that? You know, is it like, like you're wondering who's, who's playing? Like, is that the fucking, like, uh, the the dude from the Brothers Johnson, like who's popping that? No, dude, this is fucking Mac Miller doing that. Right, so you lost so much fucking talent. That's one dude that really was like, God damn, another per, and we lost him. But living another person, I know you could jive with this one, is Tame Impala, Kevin. If you don't know this, Steve, I'm sure you probably do because you're a fan, but for people that don't know this, Tame Impala, when you listen to the album, everything you're listening to, the drums, the synth, the keyboard, the lyrics, the vocals, um, the backup vocals, everything, the bass, the guitars, that is all done by one guy, the lead singer, Kevin, okay? He does all of it. And at the end of it, when he's done, done the album and they're ready to go on tour, then he plays it for his guys and says, learn it. That is fucking insane, dude. And this is far between, too. It's very few and far between, dude. And you don't see this anymore. And that's like you say Tame Impala and people like, what is that? That's what sucks is because a lot of people aren't even hip to these fucking people. But it's like, dude. You got to listen to this. And, like, even if it's not your shit, you got to be appreciative of, like, wow, goddamn, dude, this dude's doing all this. I mean, you listen to it, and, again, it's a fucking symphony of different shit coming together. When you're like, wow, this is one guy recording the drums, the guitar, the bass, this, that, the vocals. You're like, goddamn, like, you have a whole different respect. And if I find somebody else that does this shit, I will do the same thing. Absolutely. But another person, and this is the guy I get flacked for, but another guy that, I have a lot of respect for 
not really just him, but actually his band is Harry Styles. Really? Absolutely, dude. If I'm going to talk, this is, I usually, at the end of my podcast, Tainted Judgment podcast, at the end of every episode, I give a song to my listener to go listen to. And, you know, hopefully my hope is at the end of, you know, however long this, this, this awesome journey, you know, lasts, I would like to have, you know, a fucking playlist. That way you've got something to fucking like, oh, dude, like, yeah, this is, this is, he, I was introduced to this shit on this show. I never would have heard of fucking the Carpenters, you know, or fucking bread. Dude, who knows fucking bread? Nobody, dude. I don't know. I'm bread. sure your old man does, dude. Next time you're with them, fucking be like, hey, Pops, you ever heard of bread? I guarantee you, they're going to go, are you kidding me? You were conceived to fucking bread. <laughs> Baby, I'm going to want you. Are you serious? You know, like this is. But you listen, I want you as your homework. I want you to go and watch one video. It's Sledgehammer. Originally by Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Performed live at Howard Stern Studio by Harry Styles in his group. Okay. And if that doesn't fucking make you say, wow, all of these people are completely on point and masters of their craft, then you don't you don't have the ability to speak on music. That's what I'm what I'm getting at. Okay. If you're listening to this podcast right now, this segment and you're like I disagree you don't really have the ability. And I mean, dude, we've talked about Tupac on this. We've talked about Led Zeppelin on this. We've talked about, and now we're talking about Harry Styles, Tame Impala, Mac Miller. We, we've talked about several different groups. And I mean, it grows. You want to talk about country music just so that way everybody's included? Yeah. Chris Stapleton. Number one. My, I'm boy. sorry, bro. That guy transcends, dude. I, I actually, I teared up watching the Super Bowl, him singing the fucking... It was one. fucking beautiful, man. It was fucking... It was one of those moments, and oh my god, you know, woke motherfuckers will sit there and be like, "Oh, he here he goes," you know, he's fucking Captain America because he's a cunt. Listen, it's not because it's <laughs> not because he's a country singer. It's not because he's fucking, you know, like he fits the bill. When I listen to his rendition, and the way, and I mean, it was just him; he was playing it. With his guitar, I felt, I felt proud to be an American. See, music does that. Music yeah. transcends everything, bro. It makes you feel every fucking emotion that you could even things that you don't even that you didn't even know you could feel or have empathy for or you know hatred for. You'll listen to a song, go, holy shit, you know, like wow, like this is, this is touching on this nerve or that, you know, like. And when I listened to that dude, I literally was like, fuck yeah, bro, fuck yeah, you know, this is who we are right there. That that is a fucking American right there. He's doing his job. He's singing it fucking soulfully, respectfully, and doing an amazing job at it. The guitar was fucking perfect, pitch perfect. Not overkill, you know. What's cooler than watching fucking Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock playing the fucking national anthem of the guitar? Nothing. But this was totally different. Chris Hamilton is—I think he's the best country singer there is, dude. And 
and I get into this argument all the time with my buddies because, again, they're Zach Lane Bryant, Zach Lane Bryant. And I'm, listen, the kid's talented. I'm sorry. It's true. I know I talk a big game. The kid's talented. I, I really like him. I, I don't know who he is. I, I don't I, listen to him. Yeah. He, you know, dude, he's, 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 he's what's in right now. It's Morgan Wallen or him, you know? And, and I listen he's to Luke more, Brown. And he's who? L- Luke Brown? Luke Combs. Co- you're talking Combs. About. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I, I listen to, to Zach Lane Bryant and I like, if I had to say something about him, he's definitely talented. No, no doubt about it. The kids, the kids got what it takes for sure, but it's just not, it's not as fine tuned for me as a Chris Stapleton is. And that could just be a difference of age too. Now you got to remember something. This is for some again. If you don't know this, here you go. Chris Stapleton, dude, was writing song for fucking all kinds of people. Oh, you're talking about Luke Bryan. No, I'm talking about Luke Holmes. You're right. Oh, okay. Well, Luke Bryan was having songs written by Chris Stapleton. There were so many stars, country stars, getting songs written by Chris Stapleton for them for years. Right. Dude, Chris could have a fucking catalog that's 20 years strong, but he doesn't. You know, we only started to hear. I think me personally, I only started to hear about him the first time I ever heard. And I I remember weird shit. But the first time I ever heard him, I was at my friend Nick's house and his mother had TiVo'd SNL from the night before. And it was Chris Stapleton's first SNL performance. He did Parachute live dude i was fucking blown away yeah i was like this guy's voice is that's what we want that's what we fucking i don't like country music i don't listen to it bro but i hear his voice and i go come on you this is great this is fucking great you know me dead too i i never i don't like country i'm not a country guy at all chris davidson I was watching the Grammys the first time I ever heard him, and he won for the album Traveler. For yeah, Best dude. Country album. Oh, dude. They, they played the, a little piece of it. They put, And he walked up on the stage. It was like, I'm just a traveler. And he walked up on the stage with the big beard. With his wife, yeah. his wife. And I was like, and I, that little snippet, I was like, ooh, that's a, like, just that little snippet sounded good to me. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to give that a try. And I, then I just put the album on, and every song hit. It just kept going down the line. It's like, oh, my God. Like, it just... That was the Traveler album in Amazing. One, uh... Amazing. You want to talk about, and you probably don't know this song, but the best, the best Chris Stapleton song for me, where it just highlights everything that he's great at, compositionally and lyrically, and just, I mean, overall, is I Was Wrong. Okay, I don't know. If you haven't heard this, he lets out a fucking rebel yell in the end. Dude, and again, I'm a weirdo, whatever. But every time I listen to it, I get goosebumps. I'm not kidding. I literally get, like, dude, my hair will literally stand up on my arms when he fucking, when he belts out because it's so amazing, bro. When he belts out, it's fucking... Sometimes There's I nothing cry. like it, dude. There's nothing like it, you know. And again, you know, I don't, I, I don't listen to fucking Zach Bryan. I'm not with it. I don't really care about him. I don't listen to fucking 
all these other five, Morgan Wallen, you know what I mean? No, but, I but, but I can admit that they're good, but it's like, dude, there's nothing to me like this. This is fucking, when you know that he's pulling all the fucking strings, he's another one pulling all the fucking strings, writing it, producing it, everything. It's amazing, dude. It, like these, the talent that gets underappreciated, you know, whether it's because of time passing. I mean, you talk to fucking people our age, you know, about these bands from the 70s. They have no fucking idea, dude. They're hey, too caught up with this fucking bullshit. The shit that I said I wouldn't even listen to. That fucking, that, that trap music now. You know, okay. like, it's crazy. I want to ask me. you two, two, ba- two bands, ready? Yeah. So, um, first, I want to know how you feel about Van Morrison. Fucking amazing. Fucking love. I just, amazing, I just, bro. I just got his fucking Moondance album. Oh, fuck. Come on, man. It fucking... stoned me to my soul. It's oh my amazing. God. Dude, I mean... Well, I mean, you remember Ryan from plumbing class? Yeah. All right. Me and Ryan. So first of all, Ryan, and we should get him on here for sure. He's Love dude, and I could even have him here with me. We could do it. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would actually be optimal. That'd be cool. Because I got the mic and everything. Yeah. Um. But Ryan is one of these people where if we were having this conversation, bro, he would fucking. He would fuck if if you think I'm spitting game or I'm on my point, like this dude would fucking knock me right out of the pot. Yeah. Every day we talk to each other. We literally I'm not kidding. Every day from 6 a.m. <laughs> till fucking nine o'clock. We talk <laughs> about what jobs we're doing. We talk about what we're eating for dinner. We send pictures of our dinners to each other. I mean, dude, all day long. I love the kid. Let's fucking be honest. Just like I love you, bro. I fucking love the kid. You know, just. We met in school, and it's fucking A1. That's where you met? You didn't know him prior to school? Not even a little bit, bro. No shit. Not even a fucking... I mean, dude, I didn't know him from Adam. It was amazing. And (laughs) the kid, we always talk about music, and he's always in his Snapchats, of course. He's always playing music. Dude, there isn't one day that goes by where Van Morrison is not playing in the background, whether it's on his or mine. Yeah. And that's a forgotten guy. Nobody from my generation, unless you have a parent that is over the age of four, I would I would argue forty five. Yeah. Nobody totally. knows. They might have heard about it, but know the lyrics. Domino, dude. Yeah. Uh, d- really? Like into the mystic? Are you fucking kidding? Like yeah, what? I that. I How do you here. not know about this? You know. So I mean, it's just this is. This is a whole nother level, bro. Van Morrison, fucking ten out of ten, bro. And again, lyrics and and the way he sings, it's so yeah. different. It's amazing, you know. Yeah, they're Total, true artists. He's they're the real he's artists. His, yes, absolutely. He's his own guy too. You know, you listen to Van Morrison when you hear his voice. You know, it's just it's great. I love it. Ten out of ten. All right, one more. Uh, and this is the most recent song to make me cry. Uh, nineteen seventy five about you. I watched it on the YouTube. Um, they had a live video of it. Yep. Like at a live thing. I want to know how you feel about the 1975. Dude, again, another fucking great band. Underappreciated. I mean, you know, I, I've never been to, to, to uh, the UK. I would have to assume that their following is bigger in the UK. Must be. Because, I mean, they play. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the YouTube video where they did the uh, the O2. First of all, if you haven't yet, Steve, 
Yeah. It's like two hours long. Watch it. Okay. It's 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 in 4K. It's fucking amazing. It was done like four well, yeah, like four years ago. The the greatest hits. And it's just it's one of those groups. And this is this is this is also so beyond important for me when I talk about a musician. The live, the quality live, the way that they deliver. The nineteen seventy-five is the nineteen seventy-five, whether it's stereo fucking recorded album or if it's live. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to be that good, which I'm not saying that they're not. They are fucking amazing. I love their vibe all the way through and through. I love it, dude. But you you don't even have to be a great band to, to fucking shock me because if I see you put the same fucking effort and sound the same, I'm like, God damn, dude. Right. This is great. And honestly, and this is this is where rap guys fall off for me. And again, dude, you, you heard me talk about Biggie Smalls. You heard me talk about Tupac. You heard me talk about, well, actually, Mac Miller, I can't say because he was the opposite about what I'm about to say. Those guys got on stage and it was a yell fest. Yeah. There's eight guys on the fucking stage. You can barely <laughs> even hear the fucking artist, dude. I'm, I don't want to listen to that. I want to listen to you as I heard you the first time. For me, that's what's most important. If you can deliver that to me, I will rock and I will stand behind you whatever you do. And with the 1975, they just went on SNL. Did you see it? I didn't watch it, no. Guess what, Steve? They still got it. Awesome. Oh, Caroline, live? I mean, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) Stop playing with me. That's my favorite band ever. And those guys, dude, I mean... Their vibe is completely different. They're, it's a retro theme band, I would say. Anyway, I I think that overall they've got a synthy late '80s, yeah. well, you know, mid to late '80s, I would say '87 vibe. And I'm here for it, bro. I listen to it; it makes me feel good. It, it it's music that I listen to when I'm fucking upset. It's mm-hmm. music that I feel to to fucking get my day going it's music that i listen to when i'm you know you know maybe not in the best place with soul or i am in a great place with soul i mean dude it's fucking amazing it's just it, i love the band through and through i will forever listen to whatever the fuck they drop you know and i again 10 out of 10 and i'm hesitant to do that but honestly if i fucking rock with you and i feel like you're worth it 10 out of fucking 10 i'm sorry okay. you okay. know I I think that it, I think that it's 
important as well to mention too, because we're on a music tangent here. But you know, you and I were both generational plumbers. If for listeners that don't know this, we are. You know, we we both we met at a plumbing class. We didn't know each other at all. We're from two separate. Well, I mean, literally two <laughs> separate ends of the state. He is from the furthest south of the state possible, and I am from arguably the the most northern point of the state. So it's it's funny. But that class brought us together, and, you know, we're both generational plumbers, and when we talk about music and the passion and the fucking love and the the creativity and everything, this is how, this is how I feel, first of all, and I don't know if you feel this way, Steve, because not everybody does, but mm-hmm. for me, I feel the same way probably that these guys feel making their music when I'm on the job. Right. I want to give the most consistent A plus plus quality job that I possibly can for you. And if I fuck this up, it's the end of the world for me, dude. If I mean, I you know, I'm not blowing smoke up my ass. We all have bad days. We all get callbacks. No secret. But I luckily go to a degree where I'm almost almost guaranteed not to have a callback. And I wear that with a fucking badge of honor because, you know, am I a musician as well? Yeah, yeah completely amateur. I mean, in my fucking, you know, I mean, I still play my drum set. I was in band. We won a bunch of things, you know, but whatever. But right now, this is all I got, you know. And for me, I'm not a musician. I'm not a fucking, yeah, I'm an amateur podcaster. But that's what I have to prove myself in the world improve my worth and every time that you know when i when i get on a job and i'm like fuck dude this sucks i'm pinned down i'm by myself i'm in a fucking bind i'm it's late whatever i'm like damn i always say my bro it could be worse think about your great-grandfather when he was doing this dude fucking manual tools i mean i'm talking fucking manually drilling a fucking inch and a half hole through those thick raw fucking redwood forest cut fucking joists. You know the ones that still today fucking 120 years later with a fucking Milwaukee badass hole hog take me 10 minutes to go through. These fucking guys were doing it manually. So I gotta grab myself sometimes and go you're being a bitch. Don't be a little bitch right now. You know, mm-hmm. love your fucking craft for what it is. And I mean, I think about how how I mean, you think about what they went through just to fucking run a, a line to your kitchen sink. Like I just said, like I can't even I can't even imagine that. So that just shows me that he felt the same fucking way. Right. You know, when I when when I was. In my time of knowing him, he was 88, 90, 92 when he passed. I mean, I didn't have the pleasure of working with him. I only had my grandfather. And my grandfather's another one, dude. But I got to see him first, firsthand. But these dudes feel the same fucking way. 150% India craft. Hone mm-hmm. in. Perfect it. You know, if you fuck up, admit it. You know, own that shit. You know? And that's how the artists that I fuck with and I vibe with and I 
religiously follow, they clearly get down on the same level with their craft. And I have a lot of respect for that, you know? Yes. And and I I, I think that that's probably why I like it, because I feel the same way myself. I don't know if you feel the same way, too. I do. I, I I like the way that you equated the two because that's what the, it does dif- differentiate the two of there's people that there are plumbers that are, you know, okay plumbers that don't put max effort in and they get fucking replaced every year and so and a new plumber comes through like us that tries to fucking do the right thing and get the job done. You can be a fucking douchebag plumber. Or you can be a douchebag singer. You know, you can be you can put half effort in. And, and but the people know that it shows up in the quality of the work. It shows yeah. up in the quality of what you do. You can see it. If you know a trained eye, so you know you know the difference when when someone's the real deal oh. and when someone's you know just faking it. A hundred percent, dude. You you know when it's a guy that's there for the paycheck. I mean, you know, I've got. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it, but I, I I see it daily, dude. I see people that are clearly just here for self betterment. They're mm-hmm. not there for the team. They're yeah. not there for they're not there for the customer. They could give a fuck about the customer. You know, and one of the things that for me, my grandfather instilled in me, and you know, I, I always talk about him, and I mean you could, you know, people, oh my God. I didn't have the best relationship with my father growing up. I don't think that he knew. I don't think he knew how to raise a kid with love because he wasn't raised that way. Mm. So I would I would say 85% of the time, mentally, probably 90% of the time, honestly, he wasn't there. So the only person that I had that was there, that was a male figure that I a confidant, was my grandfather. Mm. And as you know, my mother had me young. By the age of three and a half, she was, I mean, struggling to get by. My parents had broken up for a while. And I went to work with my grandfather. He said, I'll take him with me instead of going to daycare. And I did it from that day. And right. every fucking summer when kids were going to fucking camp to get diddled and fucking <laughs> learn how to stop forest fire. Well, you know, I mean, that's what happens there. You know what I mean? They're getting fucking finger blasted by <laughs> Camp Master Billy, you know, while they were going through that mental sexual tryst. I was fucking learning how to pipe off a fucking house. Age four. I'm not even kidding, dog. It's funny. And I took it fucking serious. And if you go and sometimes you go to these supply houses, I mean, well, I mean, you could go right now to fucking I- I'll tell you right now. You don't believe me. You don't believe my story. You think it's all drive. Go down to Simon Supply, Wind Supply, Pawtucket. Go talk to Paul Mine. Go. Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Go. And I'm, ask him. I believe you. When did Johnny I, start coming here? And he'll go, well, let me put it to you like this. His grandfather used to put him up on the counter. Okay? Yep. That's how, that's that's where I, I, my life began in this, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Dude, my grandfather from day one, what I'm trying to get at is the biggest thing that he taught me was at the end of the day, the customer being satisfied, the customer feeling like they got what they paid for. 
that they can trust you, that you that they're not afraid to call you. Mm-hmm. Nice that is what is most important. It's not about how much you made. It forget about the deadline. You know, like we would sit there, dude. I'm not even kidding, dude. For we would sit at a customer, an elderly customer's, you know, kitchen table, talking to them after we were done for hours, talking to them. Mm-hmm. Because they're lonely, because they don't have anybody, you know, whatever the case may be, and they just want to talk to somebody. Do you want a cup of coffee? Sit down. A lot of the, I, I mean, dude, I would, I would say that, I would say that probably ninety five percent of the people today would never sit down. They would never take that cup of coffee. Right. They they just want to go. They and, and you know, and I I get it. Everybody's company structure is a little bit different. Mine is actually different as well. You know, like, obviously, you know, if I told my uncle, yeah, dude, I sat down for an hour and a half with this lady. He's gonna be like, oh, listen, bro, like, I get it. But, you know, you know, and I don't blame him for that. You know, and if you're one of those people that are listening that feel like I do and you can't do that because you work for a jam and it's go, 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 go. And you have quotas to me. I get it. But feeling like you're obligated and, and cutting that making that a possibility where applicable, you know, if you got a little extra time and you can do that, it makes the the whole experience for them different. And I treat everybody, whether it's my 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 9 to 5 or after work. When I when I see you at a store, if I walk up and you're a clerk. Well, all right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If I see you you're working at a store. I walk in. It's we're at IGA. You're some fucking pizza-faced fucking kid. You know, you've got acne. You're on the Accutane. Nobody looks at you, you know? You probably don't have many friends. You you don't have a girlfriend. When I walk up to you, for that three minutes, you're my best fucking friend on planet Earth. Yes, That's yeah. the fucking person that I am. And I joke around a lot, and I mean, I'm sure people fucking hear it, and they listen to my podcast, like, this guy's a fucking animal. But at the end of the day, dude, I genuinely fucking care what people feel, mm-hmm. you know? And whether you're a fucking customer or that fucking kid on Accutane at IGA, I will fucking <laughs> treat you how I would want to be treated. Now, sometimes people, there's people out there right now that'll go, oh, well, you, you're also quick to judge. I'm quick to judge because I was fucking, I'm a fucking master. I was trained by the best in having the ability of knowing who the fuck I'm about to talk to and engage with before you even open your mouth. I already know what you're on mm-hmm. by your posture by your walk, by your handshake, by your fucking eye contact. I already know who the fuck you are. In less than five seconds, I can't tell you. You can ask anybody I know. You can't. The number of times I've called things and people are like, dude, you are fucking ridiculous you are so judgmental and we have a fucking situation that you and i we're not gonna you know get into it but you and i both know and that was one of those things where it was like god damn dude he said this for five years and 
He was fucking right. This happens all the time. And I'm not going to say this kid's name, but recently a fucking kid came to work with us. And I had heard nothing but positive about this kid. Nothing. I mean, dude, oh, the kid's a stud. The kid is amazing. He's a fucking master of his craft. He's diligent. I've worked with him a long time. You know, he's going to be great. And he comes on board, and I literally pulled my van in day one. Didn't even know that he got hired. Didn't even know. He got recommended, obviously. He got hired. I pull up, and I see this kid, and I go, what the fuck is that? Not who is that. I go, what the fuck is that? And I got out of the van, and I just cruised past him because I wanted to go figure out right from the horse's mouth what this is all about and who is that. and. Before I could even get to him, my uncle comes out, the owner of the company. He goes, hey, this is so-and-so. We'll call him Jeremy. This is Jeremy. Um, He's going to be with us now. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard a lot about you. And I believe it was that day. If not, it was the day after. I go, you know, I pull him aside, my uncle. I go, and I, I shook the kid's hand. I'm, I'm cordial. I'm very cordial. I'm not going to be like, Oh, what's up? And give you a left-handed limp handshake. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna treat you like a fucking man because that's what it is. At the end of the fucking day, you're a man. You deserve the respect. But I literally said to my uncle, I go, you know that this ain't good, right? And he goes, What are you talking about? And I said, He ain't it, dog. I'm like, this fucking kid, I go, I, I'm telling you right now, I go, I don't know what this is gonna be about what the terms are, what's going to be the breaking point at this time. I said, but I can tell you right now, he will end up in as a failure. And we, will have, and we will have regret for this. How could you tell? Again, it comes down to demeanor. The way he walked. The way he carried himself. Yeah. I just knew Steve. Yeah. No, it's, I know. You know, and, and and again, and I try to be because I know, you know, I used to be very judgmental and not in a positive way. Like I was negatively judgmental. I'd be like, oh, fuck this kid. And I don't even know him, you know, and I can't even tell you how many times I've said that. And then the kid becomes the fucking man. Mm-hmm. Or I've said that about a band and the band becomes my everything. Yeah. You know, you remember you remember uh, Mike Studd? Yeah, yeah, I do. All right. There's a prime example, dude. For years, I'm like telling my friends, I go, dude, stop riding this kid's dick. He's from fucking Cranston. We get it. That was me. That was me to you. That was me to you in class. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, yeah. And of course, you know, I mean, well, that that. Oh, God. But I mean, (laughs) you know, but at the end of the day, fast forward a year later, I was like, I'm listening to this shit in my car. And there's that awkward time, whether it's with music or with a person, where your friends get in the car and you you plug your phone in and you, you're kind of nervous. It's weird. It's a weird feeling you got. And you press play knowing yeah. it's the fucking band that you've been bashing for the past fucking three years consistently, yeah. viciously attacking this fucking band posting about it negatively. And it's that person. And they look at you and they don't even say anything. Yeah. They don't even say anything, dude. They're not like, I fucking knew. 
They don't say shit. Because there's that moment of clarity and realization where it's like, yeah, dude, no shit. Yeah, you were chirping for fucking no reason. And that very well might happen with Zach Lane Bryant. In fucking two years, I might be fucking listening to his first album and going, damn, let me stop talking because that's never going to happen. But (laughs) but you know what I'm trying to say. You You know what I'm trying to say. And I was very quick to judge up until about like probably five. Well, I mean, I say five years ago. It seems like five years ago. But up until about 10 years ago when I got out of high school, you know, and. Dude, I'm just fucking, I just knew. And he he ended up in failure, this kid. Back to the story. He he ended up in fucking failure. Major disappointment. And I was there to say, when when they told me, I went, yeah, I I know. And I didn't glow. I didn't go, I fucking, no, I was just, yeah, I know. You know, I, I was waiting for this. That's just how it goes, bro. You know? You know, the thing about that, so what I'm hearing from you is you're a good communicator. And also, I think that um, in, in growth comes, I, th- I think in order to grow sometimes, you need to be more accountable for your actions. So and if you if you know about yourself, that if you're standing in a fucking weird way, you're not shaking someone's hand the right way, and someone said to you, hey, hey, buddy. Like like my own father, I think about my own dad. Like if I if I was acting like a, like a, you know scrunched up like a little bitch, you know if, if, I, if I act any certain way, I'm automatically accountable to it from my own father. <laughs> so that's why I know how to act. Like I feel like I know how to act as a result of how I've been embarrassed in the past by my own dad. Yeah. So now I'm accountable. Now I feel like I have to be accountable to uh, to all my actions, how I treat people. Because if, if if I make someone feel uncomfortable, I would rather them tell me than, you know what I mean? I don't know. 150%. I mean, you want fucking, you want immediate feedback. Right. At the end of the day, dude, what's better than fucking knowing 150% whether somebody's content with you or has a problem right. with you Absolutely. Or, or likes what you did or doesn't? I mean, what's better than that? I mean, I had a fucking customer the other day. I go to her house. I give her the price up front. She agrees. I do the job. I'm leaving. I collect payment. Thank you so much. You know, I mean, it was nothing but good. And I get a phone call yesterday from a fucking realtor. And I'm like, hello? And he's like, hey, you know, you, my client, you went over to my client's house and blah, 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 and you charged her X, Y, and Z. And he just goes, (laughs) let me just put it to you like this. Your prices are fucking outrageous. And I'm just like, okay. I go, what's this based off of? I go, because you got to, I said, if you know, I said, if you're going to call my phone and you're going to disrespect me, right. Got to come with some proof. You got to, you, I want to hear that you called around and you got prices on things. Did you? No, I did not. Okay. So this is where the conversation ends. <laughs> right. Well, no, it doesn't end there because my client called me. I said, first of all, it's our client. Let's get that also correct. Number two, strike two. I said, he goes, my client called me hysterically crying. She said that you weren't even out the door yet. And she was hysterically crying. And she was so flabbergasted. You never warned her about the price. And he goes, I am demanding that you do something about this. What the fuck? 
And I go, well, let me stop you right there. I go, first of all, okay, like I said, it's our client. Yeah. Okay. Number two, I go, I told your client the price because I literally told her, listen, I can repair this right now, but being that it's a rebuild, it's a 50-50 shot. Mm -hmm. This is just like anything. It might work. It might not. There's a million different factors. Uh, Hardness of the water, sediment in the water. I mean, dude, you you know how rebuilds go. Seeds get destroyed. If you've got sediment in your water, sand particles, whatever, a bad water service. Dude, if sand particles get into your shower valve and it's just constantly dripping because the washer shits out. I guess what, dude? If you pull that stem out or you pull whatever apart. You will literally see a weep hole created. It's just like when you go to fucking, like, you'll go to a, a natural area, dude. It's erosion. Mm-hmm. You'll sure. see where literally water has carved out through the fucking rock yes. a fucking passageway, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, listen, I explained to her that that's the situation. It's a 50-50 shot. Every situation is different. It's probably more of a, a 70-30 split. It's probably 70% that it's going to work, 30 that it's not. So what I'm saying to you is if you don't want to take that risk, then what you should do is we should replace this right now. Because for another $100, instead of me rebuilding this and installing parts in this thing that might not work, we can go the surefire route and you could have a brand new fixture in your home Mm -hmm. and you could have security. I understand that you're selling it, but do you really want to take the risk also that you pay me all this money? We put the parts in. There's no refund because it's it's 50-50. It might work. It might not. And you know that going into it. Mm-hmm. But do you really want on the day of the inspection to show up and that faucet drip? And now you just blew your inspection. And now you have to replace that faucet anyway after you already spent the money. I said, I really think that you should consider both options. And I said, so that's how I know that I gave her the fucking price. Okay. I said, so stop lying to me. I go, and she was hysterically uh, crying. How dare you? (laughs) You know how I know that you're lying? I go, because I gave her a review card. Why the fuck would I give a hysterically crying female who, if this was true, would need to be, would need a fucking hug, you know, to be tamed. Why would I give that girl a fucking review card when I could just keep it in my pocket and keep on moving? Why would I do that? No, and he never. had no answers. So I said, what do you want me to do? He goes, well, the ball's in your court. What are you going to do? I go, no, 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 no. What do you want me to do? I want you to tell me. Right. He goes, I want you to refund her $100. So we did it. I said, no problem. Done. Called, sent the fucking hundred back to a credit card. Done. Called him back after the fact. I wished him the best. I said, I wish you guys nothing but the best. I wish you the best with the sale of the house. I'm sorry that you felt the way that you did. Um, But again, and I went over each, every individual item. I don't even remember how we got to this point, but you'll have to refresh my mind. But I said, I left it on a good note. I said, I wish you all the best. And, you know, I did try to call her because I wanted her to hear these things right from the horse's mouth because I knew he was going to be exaggerative. Oh, he was saying this and he was saying that. I wanted her to hear my emotion. I wanted her to hear me. And, of course, I wouldn't get as emotional with her because I was more of, oh, you want to be standoffish with me and call my phone 
in my company and act like that? Like I like I completely took advantage of something. What are you out of your fucking mind? When you know that it's all a lie and a fucking charade? Come on, dude. Give me a fucking break, you know? And and we hung up and that was it. And I, I and we will never I'm telling you, we will never hear from them again. <laughs> you know? That's pretty hurtful. I'm surprised I wonder what the deal was with that woman. You think she I don't know. She, you know she what it more? is? You know what it is? It's the it's the it's the the damsel in distress. And this is and this is I wanted to say this, but you know, again, when you're in customer service and we live in the age, Steve, where, you know, and your father could attest to this, you know, dude, fucking 20 years ago. If somebody had a bad experience with you, you told somebody to go fuck themselves. Five other people are going to hear about that. Right. Tops. Tops, Steve. Mm-hmm. Today, Facebook. if I would have told him, hey, pal, guess what? I'm not giving her the $100 back. Go fuck yourself. Thousands. He probably millions. He probably millions of people would have fucking heard about it. Yeah. You know? Yep. Because we live in the era of social media. So... It was the damsel in distress, and he's a fucking. And what I like, I was saying, what I was getting to is, I wanted to say so bad, but I had to bite my tongue because of the reasons I just stated. I wanted to say, just because you're robbing her, right, and you need to make it seem like you're protecting her and you're worth your salt, you don't call my fucking phone, pal, and tell me that. I've got a fucking problem. Over a hundred bucks. Yeah, because when when you're fucking sitting there and you're doing literally what I could do and fucking any asshole could go and fucking take eight pictures of a house, type in the... I mean, dude, listen, look at what we do with the podcast, Steve. We do more work with these fucking podcasts. And people don't understand it. We do more work with these podcasts than a fucking realtor does in the fucking three months that they have a house listed. We got to fucking record it. We got to fucking edit it. If we got video, <laughs> you got to fucking edit the video too. Now you got to sync everything up. Then you fucking go to the website. You open the website up. You fucking enter all the information. Now you got to fucking submit it to everything. Make sure that everything goes through. Dude, it's endless. Pick the art. L- put the art up. Everything. These guys fucking put eight pictures of the fucking house. Enter the, the lot size and fucking three little cute tidbits about it. Mm-hmm. And then they they think that they're justified to whack you for fucking fifteen percent or whatever the fuck it is of they the know, sale. They get a big chunk, dude. Fuck right off, fuck right off. You know, it's like it's like voluntarily going to a fucking accountant today. You know, if if you're just some asshole off the street, like I like like. I'm not, I don't make enough money. I'm not a fucking pretentious guy. I don't make enough money to be like, oh, I got a fucking accountant to handle my fucking business. Fuck you, dude. I've got fucking, uh, you know, rocket finance or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> on my phone. I keep track of my own shit. I don't have it like that, you know? So it's like, that's like me going to a fucking accountant and be like, hey, dude, here's fucking 10 G's. Go do something with that or fucking watch it. He'd be like, all right, dude. Well, you know it's gonna be ten grand for me to fucking do that anyway. You know, right. like that's 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 the that's like the fucking thing. No, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do it myself. You know, and really the only thing stopping people from doing that, and I know very soon there's gonna be you can list your own shit on Zillow, 
and red and and fucking yep. realty.com. Yeah. It's it's on its way, bro. It's just like everything else. It's like fucking taxes. Barely pe- people barely go to fucking tax people anymore because they got fucking turbo tax and all this shit and whatever. You know? It's like me going to this fucking guy. I would never do it, bro. I would never fucking do it. Right. I will do it when I have to, but when that day comes where I don't Fuck you. I'm not paying you fucking $20,000 for doing something a fucking middle school could do, you know, in 20 <laughs> minutes, you know? I don't know how they get away with it. I don't know. So don't come to me about I'm fucking her when at the end of the day, you're doing the fucking porking here, pal. Not me, you know? It's like when a fucking home inspector goes, how many times do you guys get called? Because for me, it's at least once a month. We get called to a house that is listed for sale. The fucking home inspection came and they just pick out the most ridiculous, oh, yeah. idiotic, non-issue imaginable, you know? And you have to say to the people, it's that's nothing. Listen, I will write in writing that you're good to go. There's no fucking problem. I mean, it's all the time. But I say to people, I go, they do this because they want you to feel like you're investment isn't wasted because if they walk through knowing damn well that there's no fucking problems with your house and somebody can move in here and be completely safe and completely satisfied you're gonna be like damn i just wasted fucking two grand for nothing right you know or i just wasted an afternoon leaving my work arguing with my boss for time off to meet this fucking asshole at the house that i'm selling for fucking nothing you know what i mean he has to do something to make him make his 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 involvement justified in whatever fucked up idiotic useless unrealistic way that it can come across and it can be you know this is the new world we're living in too is that instead of people doing a real and I don't mean to insult anybody doing the real estate shit but like people doing a real job you know People that aren't doing a real job have to justify all the time that they're what they're doing is legit. It's like, 100%. dude, just what? Like, just be straight up, motherfucker. Like, just get a fucking yeah. job. Just like, why? <laughs> it's, it's just. just I mean, dude. I mean, look at how many people got their realty license because it was COVID and the fucking housing market went through the roof, which nobody was expecting, by the way. Right. I mean, look at what happened. I mean, fucking, you're walking in. I, I, I'm fucking, you know, Joe from fucking Cumberland and I'm walking into this house and I I'm supposed to fucking try and overbid yeah, this guy from grand, Barrington 40 grand. Yeah. 40 grand literally dude 40 grand I'm sure in your area War, uh, Westerly fucking 100 grand oh, 150 definitely. all day fucking long by the beach you know I mean People were fucking getting their realty license left and right. I don't even know how the fuck they were doing. I swear to God, there was yeah. somebody at the fucking in Rhode Island at the fucking uh, the, the 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 Department of Labor and Training fucking just handing out cards for 50 bucks or something. Because, I mean, every Tom, Dick and Harry fucking was doing it. Yeah. And it was because, again, you're doing the fucking absolute bare minimum and making the fucking bag, you know? I think we're fucking up. I think we should have just got our fucking realty fucking license too. Just yeah. done that. I mean, dude, I I seen so many people do that and fucking make out like bandits. You know, a hundred fifty. It's unethical. It seems so. It, seems it like is it's... no, but at the end of the day, it is unethical. You know what I mean? 
Hmm. And I get it. There is a position for a realtor. But I mean, that big of a hear, piece of the pie, get the fuck out of here, bro. My favorite thing, too, is then you, then you hear, oh, yeah, dude, I only, oh, my God. Yeah, but like, you know, I don't mean to anybody listening to this that bought houses that's my homie i'm sorry but i hear some of my friends oh man yeah i only had to overbid like 60 grand to get that house i'm like you go to the Ooh. house it's like a fucking small house. i'm like dude what are you to- what happened like- steve steve say that to somebody yeah. in 2015 i know say that to somebody in 2015 steve I know. and I know. watch their fucking face they would be like what, what are you, are you talking about? Right. Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> I'm going 50 under, cocksucker. Right. Right. And what? guess what, pal? What I'm going to fucking get it. Yeah. You know? Dude, never before. Never. You know? And they and, and and I agree. So many people were like, oh, yeah, like, it was just 40 over. Just 40? Dude, if 40 I had grand? to. Dude, if I have to pay fucking 40 dollars over asking i would be like fuck you take that out of your realtor's pocket pal i'm right. not fucking paying it you know oh my god dude it's me. fucking nuts dude i went to the, the dealership yesterday uh, like last week i was looking at a, a new toyota and uh just just for the sake of looking and um i was actually looking at one car and the guy brought out another car i like that one i'm all about forerunners and oh um, yeah yeah great so, car yeah, so I have a 2016. It's got like 60,000. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I got I bought that car for like 32,000 back in 2020. Yeah. yeah, right before the pandemic. And then um but I'm like thinking about like trading up, whatever, if I can get a good deal. Yeah, so I'm car. looking I'm looking to get like every, I go on Kelly Blue Book, my car's worth like 275s, which is like fantastic. That's pretty like, good, dude. Like, like a Toyota, bro. They never fucking change value, bro. They stay yeah. very consistent, you know. So this fucking guy rolls out a fucking um, new forerunner, not, not new one. It's twenty twenty one. Yeah, and uh, he wanted forty grand for it. I said, all right, cool, interesting. So uh, he goes, so he goes in the back room and he, for my trade in because my my car's almost paid off. Um, he did all this shit and he said my car was worth twenty four thousand dollars. I said, uh, I I don't know about that number. I said, um, you know, I was on Kelly Blue Book before I got here and uh, I I saw my car's worth twenty seven thousand. What makes you think that? I said because I did a quick Google search. It's all it took, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he he said uh, I said well I'm like you know I understand that like it's, it's twenty twenty sixteen we're in twenty twenty three my car's yeah, getting old. Bro, of I'm like is there any fluctuation on the numbers? Like maybe like I understand I I won't get what I see online like I get that you know whatever but I'm thinking like maybe twenty five twenty six a realistic number you yeah know? whatever said, yeah there's there is no room for move for any flux. I said, well, okay. Dude. I shook his hand. I walked out the door. That was yeah. it. Yeah, no. I, I'm still insulted. And he, he texted me a couple of times. I'm like, I'm never, dude, what? You fucking yeah. insulted me, dude. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Fuck I, you. I, and if I can tell you something, and this is for really anybody, but I'm telling you right now, and I don't know if you've done this already yet, but take your vehicle, the CarMax. Yeah. You didn't. That's not where you took it, right? No, no, no. I'm telling you right now, get your affairs in order. Clean yeah. the car up. Give it a little mini detail, if you will, at your house. Bring the car to CarMax, all right, and fucking have them throw you an offer. You don't have to buy the vehicle there. You, well, you don't have to buy a vehicle. There's nothing binding. They literally will buy your fucking car right there. On the, This is not a plug. We're not sponsored by them, just as a disclaimer. But they will buy your fucking car off you right there. And if you don't 
if you want to think about it, if you're like, yeah, that's a great offer. Um, let me think about it. They give you like a week. So you no can way. always come back. But dude, they will write you a fucking check right there. And let me tell you something. They are very, very good with their prices. I mean, I know so, fat, so fat a Jeep. And I mean, the fucking KBB on it was like six grand. We went, we got fucking 7,800 for the fucking Wow. Ride. Wow. I mean, dude, and I, I've heard this story a thousand fucking times. Wow. They're amazing. And if you don't bring it there first, you're, you're fucking up a little bit. I'm serious, dude. Good to know. Good yeah. To know. I mean, literally, it's if I, there's probably none in your, your area. That's why I say get your affairs in order. But make your way up there. Yeah. Plan to get an Uber because I'm fucking guaranteeing you. Like, this is how sure oh, I shit. am. They're probably going to throw you an offer that you're going to fucking be like, yeah, yeah, I'd be an idiot not to take it. Wow. So, right. Food for thought. Good to know. Well, we're at two minutes, John. I think this is it. So, uh, what would you like to say to wrap up the first ever episode of whatever I'm naming this podcast? <laughs> Dude, I just want to say that I wish you nothing but the best. This was a fucking blast. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I'm wicked excited to see where this goes. I hope that you'll come on my podcast, um, in the next, you know, the, either this week or the coming weeks, and and plug your 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 new podcast on there. You know that I fucking love you, man. You know, from the day that we met. And this is for people that don't know. I mean, dude, from the day that I met this fucking kid, I was like, I, again, I'm a judge. Of, I got a great judge of character. I went, he's just a, a genuinely good, cool dude. And we joke and we poke fun and we're not politically correct. And I know that you're not going to be at all times on here. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the, the cool premise about it. It's kind of lackadaisical. And I love that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I want all listeners from this podcast going forward, whether it's episode one or 150. And the same thing on mine. Dude, we're just genuinely good guys. We love everybody. We'll give everybody a fair shake. And right. don't take everything we say to heart. If you don't like what we're saying, fucking sign off bro see you later there's plenty of podcasts out there that'll be a fucking echo chamber for what you believe and what you like you know this might not be your podcast i'm sorry but but at the end of the day just know that i appreciate you having me on i wish you the best i hope that this is very successful and i can't wait to fucking grow side by side with this man I, i think that we've both got great ideas and i love you to fucking death dude this is awesome I love you too, man. Thank you for coming on. And you are the perfect guest. You're the only person I could ever want to be my number one first guest. I love always talking to you, bro. You have an awesome uh, point of view on life and uh, very wise. Always great to talk to you. I, I love I love having you in my life, bro. You're a great guy. My man. Love you, brother. Sounds right, good. Brother, you have a wonderful night, my friend. Beware the fucking werewolves. Be- Yo. You officially completed the first ever Plumber Radio Podcast. I can't believe it. We really did it, and you sat through it. So God bless your soul, whoever you are. And I'm pretty sure I'm talking to only G-Baby, but if anybody else is out there that's listening to this shit, I really appreciate you. Just like I appreciate my brother John Morell coming through as the first ever guest of my first ever solo podcast. I really appreciate you, John. John, whoever you brought for listeners here, Thank you. I love you too. You know, this this podcast is going to be all about just having cool conversations with cool people. And John's the coolest fucking dude I know. So for real, John, thank you for coming through. This podcast is going to be kind of freeform. 
by freeform, I mean schedule-wise too. I don't really have a set schedule, but I'm gonna have some fun, invite people on. It's something I wanna do forever. I said this in the intro, but it's true. So I might have a baseball-centric podcast coming up, and if I do, baseball's not your vibe, I'll let you know right in the intro. It's gonna be a baseball pod. Like this one, I didn't know where we're gonna go. John knows a lot about everything. He's got a piece of knowledge about any topic. That's why he was perfect for this pod. That's why I want to go about doing shit. Shout out to John. Shout out to anybody listening to this shit. We're just, we're just gonna see how this goes. This is my kind of deal. This is my style. Just free form. I love having conversations, man. That's it. With whoever. So, and by the way, yeah, this is going to be a very explicit podcast, as I've come to realize. A lot of bad words being said, but what are you going to do? You know what? That's real life. People swear in this world. What are you going to do? Shout out to Small State Big Takes, the original podcast uh, of my life. Shout out to Oliver, the fucking first host, but your boy will always be the one true host, you know it, shout out to fucking Gilly, Josh, Josh the father, shout out to my homies at House Enterprise, my brother Will Tondo, always supportive, this probably is going to be a House Enterprise podcast, no free promo, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. So let me know how you feel about this pod. If you hate it, fuck it. I understand. But I'm sure, pretty sure if you made it this far, you enjoyed it. So love y'all. Shout out to my brother G-Baby, James Murph. Last this year. Forever. Doesn't matter what podcast. I'll see y'all soon.